How's it haunting, everyone? My name is Chris. And I'm Lena. And this is the How's It Haunting podcast. How are you doing today, Lena? I'm good. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Today we have an in-studio guest. Who might this wonderful guest be? It is Tisha. Please welcome Tisha. Hi. Tisha's back to fill us in on some more hospital haunts. Uh, We're also going to discuss the orb that I posted on social media and a couple of things that are going on here at the house. Wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. So, Tish, how's it haunting? Um, it's great. Um, <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say. Go into your story. Just oh. Start telling your story. Okay. So I have been at my current place of employment for years. And like we had discussed before, it's a hospital. People die there. It's more than likely if there are those types of, you know, spirits, ghosts, wandering around, lost souls, what have you. Um, there's only a few things that I've ever noticed that happened at this particular hospital. And I've not heard anyone else talk about things. The hospital that I work at is a very old hospital. However, the part that I work in now is newly built. It's only about eight years old, just because it was kind of a rural hospital. Uh, some of the girls that worked there said that there were things that they had heard or seen before, but they wouldn't go into detail. They wouldn't tell me anything about it. So I'm trying to still see if I can get some of them to spill the beans, as you would say, to, you know, tell me what's going on over there. Give us all those good stories. Yeah, they won't, though. I don't know why. Maybe they were really traumatized or scared or I don't know what it is. Maybe they just like their job. I just don't think they like talking about it. Even better. The first thing that I remember happening was, remember how I said at the hospital, at the other, the nursing home that I worked at before, I saw somebody like down at the end of the hall, Mm -hmm. like standing at this point hospital I work at now, I remember seeing when I was working night shift, I never mentioned it to anyone, but I was, I saw, it looked like a patient walked down the hall, like way at the end of the hall. Like it's kind of like a T. Mm -hmm. So at the end of that hall, I was standing at the nurse's station. I happened to look down and I saw it looked like somebody walked past, but it was like a really quick movement. But you, I, it looked like someone, but it was nighttime. We didn't have any visitors, and this was before the whole no visitors thing. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this stuff before, so I kind of know that if I see something like that, it's just that's what it is for me. So I don't really bring it up to other people because I know a lot of people don't like talking about that stuff, especially when you're at work in the middle of the night on a night shift. That's the best time to talk about it. <laughs> right, but nobody wants to, especially when they're there. I mention stuff in the daytime sometimes, and they're like, nope, you don't get to talk about that, you're leaving. See, and that's how you know it's more real for people. Some experiences have affected them, because most people are like, oh yeah, okay, ghost, whatever, you're dumb, what did you see? But people who have possibly witnessed something mm-hmm. don't want to discuss it. Right. So apparitions in your line of work are common. Yes. And there's a lot of people that have said, like, I've seen that person down there. Oh, there's nobody there. Yes. But nobody wants to talk about it. Well, like, okay, so for instance, we had a patient who passed away and they didn't pass right away. Like sometimes they they wait for someone. They're waiting for a person to come see them or some something they feel like they can't cross over or, you know, die yet. They can't let go for whatever reason. And sometimes we feel like it's because they're waiting for family or something like that. So we were discussing that about a patient who had been at the hospital and the patient was on hospice care and uh, were going to be put on hospice care. The family came in to put them on hospice care. And then after their meeting, they decided to do it and to let the patient go. The family started to leave as the hospice team started telling them, oh, well, your family member's room is this way. And they were like, no, we're leaving. We're not going to visit 
the patient. Nobody's going to, and they were all like, no. And they just left. And the spouse was there and the children of the patient was there. They were all there and they just left. And the patient stayed on hospice with nothing. They're basically slowly dying. We keep them comfortable probably another three or four days before they passed and the family never came back probably waiting to say for their family to come and say goodbye and it never happened so eventually you know you just it happens that you just go so we were talking about that and then it kind of segued into the whole do you think that people that happens to that their spirit doesn't get to go on because they're still waiting so they're kind of stuck here in limbo and then the girls start joking around about like oh don't say that they're not stuck here they're not here you know you know Mm -hmm. and all that I'm like well where else would they be like this is where they died. Where would they go? Oh God, like, that's an prob- excellent point. Like they're probably still thinking that they're here in the hospital, waiting for their family to either come and take them or to come see them. Or that's just what I feel. Why it happens so much at a hospital? Because they're either unexpected, like they're there, a patient's there, and say that they had a heart attack all of a sudden. You know, they think they're going to be okay because I'm at a hospital, and then they die, and they don't know that they die. We've had patients that passed away, and they were young. No apparent reason why they passed. They mm-hmm. just did. So I'm thinking if I was, say, a 38-year-old person who went in to have a hysterectomy and something like I got a blood clot or whatever in my sleep, an embolism, and it burst while I'm asleep, I don't know that. I just think I went to sleep. Would my soul still be trapped in this place where I died because I don't know that I died? You know, that kind of stuff well, kind of crosses my my brain. Well, I'm I'm never going to the DMV again because what? I don't want to have a heart attack and die at the oh fucking DMV. Oh, so stupid. <laughs> it's really... Could you imagine part- being... There are so many- more places before you go to DMV. Like, it's like, I never want to go to 7 Eleven again. I never want to go to a gas station. Whoa, whoa. Hang, or on. Grocery. hang on. I don't want to die. 7 Elevens are fucking awesome. They have Slurpees. Okay. So if I die <laughs> at a place that has fucking Slurpees, I'm okay. I'm not going to get a Slurpee. No, but you'll remember. And it's better than being at a fucking DMV where all you do is look at all these other people who are stuck at the fucking DMV. It's just bad, uh, bad vibes all around. I don't want to haunt people. a DMV. Drop me off at the 7 Eleven when I die. I'll be happy with that. I'll be fine. Even a hospital. I'm pretty sure there's like a hot nurse somewhere around there that you can go bother for a while. Oh, yeah. There's lots. See? There you go. So have you ever seen someone that you know has passed sometime during the night or during the day? You see that figure and like, I know that guy. Oh, no. Mm-mm. Well, there goes that. It's never been clear like that. I've seen the apparitions at the end of the hall. This hospital was, they built the new tower that we're in right now like a year or two before I started working there so when they first built it that whole tower wasn't full fourth floor was very rarely used they stocked it though sometimes if we needed things we were out on second floor we would go to fourth floor and take stuff from there because it was all same department we go and take the supplies that are there all the lights are off on the floor there's no lights anywhere so I went to the closest utility closet to get some stuff and I couldn't find what I was looking for I can't even remember now what it was and I had to walk to the other utility hall which was on the other end of the ward so I turn on all the lights because I'm like in the in the dark by myself, so I turn on all the lights in the whole floor. So oh, I no, go no. in a hospital. Of course, you gotta turn on all those lights. Well, I I would be more afraid of like what's living there, like more worried about what's living there than what's not living there. What do you mean living there? I don't know, fucking like walk down the hall and somebody jump out and a homeless person living in the hospital. You never on that. Know. 
just, on the empty floor? No. Yeah. I, I'm I'm more worried about what the living is going to try and do to me as opposed to anything else. They go down the utility closet, got what I was looking for. I go back into the nurse's station. I turn off the first set of lights, the second set of lights, the third set of lights. And as I'm turning off the last set of lights at the nurse's station, there's still a little bit of light because they make us keep certain like low dim lights on. I just left the lights on that were already on when I went up there, which weren't very many. As soon as I did that, I heard something in the far station, like a move and bang kind of sound. And then I thought to myself, nope, not going to go look. I'm not going to go check. I'm just going to leave. So I left because I heard it. There's nobody up there. There's not a patient. There was nobody else. I was the only person up there. And it's not like it was somebody coming up the stairs or coming out of a door because it wasn't a door because I know what the doors sound like, especially when there's an empty Mm -hmm. floor. They're pretty loud. And it wasn't that. It was more of a like a slight banging, like something got pushed up against a wall or something. Hmm, No, not going to go check. I don't care what's in there. (laughs) You should have went. No. Yeah. No, no. Next time that so happens, you got to go check. Oh, honey, that's no, your assignment. There is no part of this hospital that's empty now. Trust me. Well, your your homework assignment from now on is whenever you hear something that might be paranormal, is to investigate. Mm, nope. No? I'll tell you what. I'll call you. You come investigate. Okay. Mm-mm. Not uh, just for the record, I'm not the one keeping me here. There's something else that's keeping me here. So I can't wait to go investigate stuff. The COVID kukui. That's what's keeping you here. The kukui. The apparition. Is the apparition, can you tell if it's a female or male? It seems to be a male to me. I get the feeling that it's a male. You can't see through it or is it kind of like a foggy? It looks, I know it sounds kind of cheesy, but it kind of looks like those white see-through figures that you would see like on TV. How they show like the white silhouette of a person that's see-through. That's kind of what it looks like, but they're actually walking. Can you see it walking or does it look like it's floating? No, it looks like it's walking on the floor. Is it like Star Wars when Obi-Wan comes back? What? You know, (laughs) in Return of the Jedi when Obi-Wan comes back and it's all in blue. So whenever I've seen people, I've only seen two full figures where I could describe what they looked like they were wearing and what they looked like physically, but that's not at the hospital. But that was at the concert? No, that was at my house. The one at the hospital, it just looks like an older person. I can't really make out a face, and he he looks tall. The, uh, the ones that you said you've seen at home? Mm-hmm. Which home is this? The apartments and then the house that we lived in on. You don't want to? No, that house is creepy as yeah. fuck. Did Lena have any other questions about the hospital? Because I still have one more thing to say about the hospital. That oh, okay, okay. Lena? Uh, do you think any of them would po- have possibly left with you at any point in time? That's a great question. That's a good question. Because I don't think that they have, but I do believe that one tried to. Recently, I didn't mean to like jump ahead, but no, it was that's... just it's one of my questions because you're talking about how that they're just it, it they're waiting for someone, they're waiting for family, they're waiting for that closure. Right. And if you're a strong enough person, it happens. I did notice one time I had something like that happen to me. Did you notice the apparition or whatever? Was that immediately, or was did that take a little while before you noticed it? Well, let's see. I only worked night shift for about eight months and that happened during my night shift somewhere about three or four months into it and then the other 
happened about almost two years after I started working there. I don't think it was took a long time. I just think maybe because that part of the hospital was new, there wasn't a lot of activity. We're kind of connected from the new hospital to the old hospital by a, it's like a walkway over the uh, main lobby because it looked like it was coming from the old hospital side to the new hospital side. Split second later, Chris's voice in my head saying, oh, he's moving into the new hospital from the old hospital, <laughs> like the rest of us did, I guess. I'm transferring. <laughs> like this is new. Like, I need oh, to come over here. there's new stuff over here to play with. Let's go over here. The one that you said tried to follow you home, mm-hmm. how far did it get? Um, almost to the door. This is the first time I'm hearing about something trying to follow you home. How long ago? Maybe a month ago. So we have a stairwell that's closest to the garage that I normally use if I'm on the second floor. I went down the first flight of stairs. They thought I heard the door on third floor. So I thought somebody was coming, but I was kind of running down the stairs because I was in a hurry trying to leave. And I heard the door, so I thought somebody was coming, but I didn't wasn't waiting for them or whatever. So as I'm coming down the stairs, I thought I heard the steps. As I'm rushing out the door, I threw the door open and I looked over And I saw an apparition of somebody running down the stairs after me. Like they were leaving too. As soon as I saw that, I grabbed the door because usually I just let it close by itself. I grabbed the door. I was like, "Uh uh-uh, you can't come with me. And I closed the door (laughs) and I went to the car. (laughs) Did you see any type of clothing? No. Oh, you just saw the back of her and he was like, hell yeah, I'm going with her. (laughs) He was like, I gotta check this out. Something going on over here. Trying to go home. (laughs) <laughs> like a nightclub, you're a hospital for fucking spirits and shit. <laughs> they just walk around chasing tail. <laughs> That's it. From now on, I'm, I'm buying like, all your scrubs extra long. I do that anyway. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. Most of my scrubs are extra large or large. But let's just say your booty doesn't really cover up in scrubs. That's all I'm Boy, saying. It can't. I'm sorry. Well, that, it's not my fault. That's my point. That's what I'm saying. Talk about I buy my scrubs extra long. No, you don't, girl. I see you when you leave for work. Hey, she's happy what she has. I'm not complaining. I can see why. No, I'm not saying I'm not downing it. I'm just pointing out a fact that you try to hide it like it's not true. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. This is this is what it is. This is what he was chasing. Just like Lena said. She trying to to ghost grab you. Ghost grab. That ghost has got the haunts for you. Did you see through it? Did you see shadow? It looked like a blurred white, kind of like a mist. But I could, the only thing I could kind of make out was a head and the arm. So there was a form to the, to the. There was somewhat of a form to it, but it was mostly just like a wispy. And I could just kind of see a head and an arm. A person who was leaving work like I was leaving work. That's what it seemed like to me. But it wasn't a person. So I was like, nope, you can't come with me. And I just closed the door. Did you feel anything outside or that was the end of it? No, I just kind of. Felt like in a little bit of a, I guess, fear, adrenaline, and I just kind of ran to the car. Thanks for telling me. You're <laughs> I did tell you. You don't listen. I swear I don't remember you telling me this. I really don't. But then again, that doesn't say a whole bunch because I you can't a lot remember of shit. a lot. Yeah. So this happened after I started the podcast. Yes. And the reason why I bring that up is because a lot of different things have been happening since the podcast started or since I started talking about it mm-hmm. openly before it was just an idea in my head. Right. And we'll get into all those things as well. But you also have more from this hospital. No. Oh, I guess not. Do okay. you think it was distorted because it was running after you or do you think it was just distorted just because that's the way the apparition was meant to be seen by you? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, yeah. Maybe it would have looked like a full on person because I did get the feeling and I could make up body parts somewhat i didn't get the sense that it was like following me per se just that it was leaving too 
it wanted like, to get out of the hospital. He's like, hey, someone's opened the door. Like, oh, it's time yeah, to go. go. Kind of, that's the feeling I got. Like, <laughs> like I said, I felt like it was just another person trying, you know, time to go. Let's go. Was it wearing regular clothes or you couldn't tell? I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell that. It just looked all white. But for some reason, I get the scent. And I can't say that I saw for sure. But for some reason in my head, I want to say that it was a young male, not young, young, but not like a teenage young, like a young man in his 30s, maybe. We used to live in an apartment complex that was fairly new, and uh, stuff used to happen there as well. I remember going into the kitchen, and I would find the cupboards kind of open. Nobody was in there. Close it, go back, two more is open. One time, number one was had just cleaned the kitchen. Chris and I were in the living room. We were about to sit down and watch TV, and number one was on the couch with us. I don't remember where the other guys were, but we heard like a loud pop and we were like we thought that the dishes fell or something broke you know and then we went in there we're looking around and in the dishwasher one of my pyrex baking pan had cracked like a perfect circle not in the middle but like to the side of on one side but it just popped in the dishwasher like those things are thick they're meant for heat and cold and all that shit and i love pyrex (laughs) i have a i have a big collection of pyrex i love those things Mm -hmm. so yeah that happened and you should get a pyrex sponsor at the apartment, aside from the kitchen, the dishes. Okay, so one night I was up late by myself. Uh, I was watching TV and it was raining. And there's a sliding glass door to the patio area and connected to the living room right there in the little tiny apartment we had. So the vertical blinds that were on the back sliding door were turned so they were open but not pulled to the side. So I could see out between the blinds. And it was all dark except for the TV. I'm sitting in there drinking a glass of wine. And for some reason, I thought I could see like a reflection or something in the window. And I thought it was the TV at first. And then I kept kind of seeing it. And I was like, what is that flickering? I kept looking over. I didn't see anything. And then finally, at one point, I kind of just didn't look directly at the window, but kind of like peripheral vision mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i could kind of see it looked like it was the little girl and i could see exactly what she was wearing but i purposely did not look directly at her because i didn't want her to go away because i wanted to see what it was so i tried to like not blink and mm-hmm. not look directly at her but kind of turn so i could see more try and get a better picture of what i was looking at and what it looked like was a little girl maybe four or five years old, and she was blonde. She had short, like a bob haircut. She was wearing blue and white little checkered print dress with white sleeves. She was wearing little white socks with the lacy trim and black patent leather shoes. And I could see her sitting, and she was outside the window, though, not inside. She was outside, like the rain was going kind of through her, it looked like. And she was just at the window. And when I couldn't help it anymore, I turned all the way to look at her and, it, and she was gone. But I saw her. Like, I saw her. It was so weird. It was like, like if I'm staring at you right now, but I can see your coffee carafe right here. And I can tell you what their little brown thing is and the glass. And you know what I mean? Like if, like that. Like I could see her, but I didn't want to look directly at her because I was afraid if I did it, she would just disappeared. So you're describing to everybody how bougie I am right now? Yes. I remember seeing that and then it just kind of, it dawned on me because the baby was a baby when we moved in there. He was like less than a year old. And I remember he used to always bang on the glass. For some reason, he used to always go to that door and bang on the glass. And then one time we had a 
birthday party or some kind of gathering. There was a lot of family there. She's like two or three years older than the baby, right? She was at the house and the blinds were closed. For some reason, she kept going behind the blinds and kept going behind the blinds. And then she was like, I want to go play outside. I want to go play outside. She goes, I want to go play. There's toys outside. And there was nothing outside. There was no toys out there. She didn't say that she saw somebody or that there was somebody out there, but she's seeing toys and there were no toys on our patio near the window. Don't let her play out there. I always have to keep Evan away. For some reason, the kids always wanted to go play out on the patio and, and not in the daytime, really. It was always at night in the dark. How long did you guys live there? About three or four years. Was it consistent, like seeing her or? No, that was the only time I had seen her. But okay. like the baby was the one that would always go to the window and want to go outside. But it was only, like I said, it was only at night that that would happen, that he would want to go outside or play by the window. He would like literally play peekaboo with the blinds outside. Mm. I'm like, what are you doing? Mm. He was a, not even crawling when we moved there. Oh, no, he was. He was about almost eight months when we moved into that apartment. So he started moving around and stuff. But by the time he was a year, year and a half, he was constantly, that was his spot. He would just play right there in front of the patio door. He'd take his toys there. He'd sit there. And then especially, like I said, at night, he would like open the blinds and then close them, open it and close them. And he would laugh and giggle. And I would constantly have to tell him to stay away from there. You always wanted the blinds open. Mm-hmm. Did you feel something bad? Is that why you didn't want him near there? I didn't feel something bad. I was, I just, I don't know. I guess it just kind of, I didn't want whatever it was to try to take him. I guess I saw too many scary movies where the <laughs> the spirit want, doesn't want to be alone and wants to take a live person, you know, <laughs> like come and be with me in the afterlife forever. We can both be stuck here kind of thing that scared me. And especially because he used to do stuff in the house that was dangerous. He would always try and stick things in the electrical outlets, even though we covered them. Somehow they would get open and he would try and stick things in there. He escaped through the front door one time. That was the weird part because that door locked automatically. That you had to crank the doorknob to yeah, open yeah. it. Yeah. And he, it wasn't something be, you and could he could push. barely, he could reach it. But, like, the door was kind of heavy because it was, a, it was a metal door. Very heavy door. Apartment complex with a metal door. But anyhow, it was it was pretty heavy. But he managed to open it. I had just, we had just woke up. He just got out of bed. I had changed him and cleaned him up. And we were going to go to the bathroom to wash up. I was literally in my pajamas fixing the bed. The Marine had just got out of the shower. I remember it was funny because he was in the shower. I was fixing the bed and, like, straight shot down from where my bedroom was through my door, I could see the front door. And for some reason, the baby just ran to the front door, popped it open and ran. And I was like, I remember yelling to the Marine, hey, go get your brother. He ran out the front door. Well, I didn't realize he was still in his freaking towel. <laughs> he ran out the front door after the baby in a towel. And we lived like near the entranceway to the apartment. So there was a lot of cars, you know, traffic coming in and out all the time. And he had, and that's the way he ran. He didn't run towards the parking lot where all the cars are parked. He ran the opposite way towards the front entrance of the apartments. And literally, the Marine barely got to him in time before a car was coming through and almost hit him. And that's happened to him twice. It was also gated. So you, the yeah, the gate had to be open. But when the cars start coming through, usually everybody just follows. And I remember I ran out after him because he was in a towel. And I was like, shit, I ran out after him in my pajamas. He had the baby by the arm and I see all these cars coming through. 
mom, he almost got hit by a car. And he was like, don't you run outside. He started yelling at him. And I know he did it because he was scared, but he was yelling at him. But well, the thing is, for a child of his size, there's no way he could have turned that doorknob to get out. Yeah, because he was... Someone has to open that door. Yeah, because he was tiny. We weren't really worried about, well, at, before that time, not really worried about securing the front door. Yeah. Well, it had one of those child-proof doorknob. Remember the doorknob covers that we had? Yeah. It had one of those on it. Even without that, no one his size could turn that doorknob to open it. So so we got one of those, like... Yeah, way to get a lock. A lock on the top. Yeah. We got chimes on the door also. Because yeah, that's what we, we started putting chimes on all the doors because he started, he, like, opening we, covers We just got stuff. scared that he was going to do it again. So we put chimes on the on the door. So yeah. when it opened, it sounded like the old grocery stores, that ding, ding, <laughs> you know, sound yeah. when they opened. And because sometimes when the kids would be coming in and out because they would go to the little park area and play with their friends and they would be coming in and out i if i locked the top they would push it and like they just open the door to come in and it kind of it fucked it up basically misaligned <laughs> no it didn't do that it was you know how the i like the description fucked it up better it, they would push the door open it would it fucked up the little <laughs> lock that we had up there to keep the baby from escaping so what we would do is we'd put you the chimes escaping. on yeah, well, because we weren't holding the baby hostage. <laughs> well, yes, I was because he was always trying to get out. So when the boys would go outside to play and they would come back in and out of the apartment, we couldn't lock it because they, every time they would open it, it would like force it. It would bend and fuck up the lock that we had there um, at the top to keep the baby from getting out of the apartment. So we put chimes on the doors to help with that. But when the kids were coming in constantly in and out, that's all I'd hear all day. That was annoying too. But it's either that or, you know, the baby get out. The escape artist. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the climbing is not very paranormal. What the hell was he standing on the counter dancing for? Because he, the mirror was there in the bathroom. That's well, I know that, but I'm talking about in the kitchen. He would be standing on top <laughs> of our counter. She's insight to our kids. Like, your kids, yeah, <laughs> he, used to, he used to stand on the mirror and sing and dance and talk to himself. Oh, yeah. He was Justin Bieber. Yeah, they, he was again, that's not paranormal. No. It's just, it was weird to me. I never had any of my kids climb up on a fucking counter just to sing and dance to themselves in the mirror. My middle brother used to do that. <laughs> He also used to do, um, you would find kiss marks all over the mirror. Yes. Nice. I'm thinking that, about doing that my, now. That was my middle brother, the one right young, just a couple years younger than me. He used to do that all the time. Yeah, I do remember the baby used to get up on the coffee table and sing and dance in front of the TV. And then if I turned the TV on, he would get mad because he couldn't see himself anymore. He used to like <laughs> to look at himself in the TV reflection, the screen. I wonder where he gets that from. So, sing and dance. All that aside. Um, from his real dad? Probably. I wish he was here now. <laughs> Okay, so I just wanted to say about the apartment. When we were growing up, that side of town was all orchards and it was a lot of farmland, you know, because agriculture in the Central Valley. So I think that possibly because of the way that the apparition of the little girl appeared, she was possibly someone that died there, maybe on the ranch back in the day. And in that land, maybe she's just kind of stuck because the date of the clothing that she was wearing was too old for anything that was to happen around in that area during the time that that apartment complex was built, if that makes sense. It does. It really does make sense. I feel that she was someone who passed away a long time ago, maybe in that area, maybe out in the orchard. That's maybe why she's outside. Maybe she had an accident somewhere out there and she's just kind of lost, lonely. That's why she wants to play with the kids all the time. Well, she can find her own fucking ghost friends. But do you think any of that energy followed you over to what you're about to tell us? No. That was a completely different 
vibe. Right. Why don't you just start by telling us what happened? What I saw when I saw it was in the daytime. I was in uh, our bathroom. So I was cleaning the bathroom and I was scrubbing the tub. It sounded like the door opened. So I thought it was the baby. I heard what I thought sounded like it was walking. And I turned around and for a split second out of the corner of my eye, I could see and I saw it like for probably two or three seconds. It was a man, heavy set. He was wearing what they call the wife beaters, checkered boxers. And he was standing there staring at me as I was cleaning the tub. And I turned and I looked. And as soon as I blinked, it was gone. But I turned and I was like, I stared for a second. And then I startled myself, like literally fell over looking at this. And then it was gone. And that was the first time in that house that I had ever seen like a a full on, it looked like a person. And he was standing there and staring at me. And I got a really ugly feeling. After that, like a couple weeks later, I would hear uh, something that sounded like there was sounds coming out of my closet, which was a walk-in closet. Mm-hmm. The light would turn on by itself. I would wake up and the door would be cracked open. And I'm like, I don't remember the door being open at night. We actually <sighs> laid in bed and watched that light go on and off. Mm-hmm. And we've closed the closet, woke up the next day, and the closet door was open. And we mm-hmm. asked if he, either one of us, we, I've never seen it open completely, mm-hmm. but I have watched it come ajar to where... It was like, okay, well, the, the wind could have <laughs> possibly blown it open. There's you know? wind in a closet now. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah. I don't... Is <laughs> My first thing is whenever something happens, I, I try to get the logic part out. Mm-hmm. You know, because I don't go straight to, oh, that's ghost. You know, that's paranormal. I, I try to break some sort of logic into it. Like, and then just process elimination. The house that you speak of, though, we wit- you witnessed the guy. That's where the cell phone flew off couch. Mm-hmm. And we're number one kind of shrugged it off and like that's that happens a lot mm-hmm. it used to happen to him a lot because when when I first moved into that house Chris was working out of town for the first couple months that we lived there so he wasn't there it didn't happen until after he came home I mean yeah. I had seen like I had heard like noises and number one had had things happen to him but he never mentioned shit got angry when I came in also 12 would play in the hallway with I don't know what or who and then the ball would, like, if he wasn't upstairs, because he was only, like, four at the time. And if he wasn't upstairs, the soccer ball would roll around in the, in the hallway upstairs by itself. Well, that, that whole house was just angry. Right. So there's a little bit of a backstory to that house. The persons that originally owned that home, there was a, a death in that house. So they had somebody's graduation party or some something in that house. And I guess one of the guests died of alcohol poisoning. So it was a big old thing. They had to sell the house because they got sued and they went to jail for providing alcohol to minors. And then after that, the people that rented the home for a while were foster parents and they were found to be uh, abusing uh, the children. They would lock them up in one of the rooms. It was a whole big old thing. CPS came and they busted in. They had kids locked in a room that was covered in human waste, basically. And just disgusting and the whole house was dirty and gross and that's why it was so cheap when we rented it um there was a lot of cleaning that we had yeah and then in our walk-in closet we had to pull out the carpet because i think that the people that lived there before used to keep pets in that closet because okay. there was a lot of animal feces it was a horrible place mm-hmm. it was a horrible oh, wait. yeah it was really sure. bad it was a really bad sure. dirty place but uh, yeah, so that was stuff that happened in that house before 
we moved into it. You got anything, Lena? You still have to touch on those orbs. You were supposed to do it last time. You even posted it. All right, before you get all attitudinal with me, I was going to get into that. I just, hey, you asked. <laughs> me. He probably forgot. No, I didn't forget. I have it written down. I just like fucking <laughs> with you guys. Okay, so we're done with that stuff. Are you in a hurry? Do you have a date? No. She does. A hot date. By the way, how's it honored? It's on the Instagram. If you go to the Instagram, take a look at it. It's about 15 seconds long. Give us your opinions even after you hear the story. Tish, what's our policy about things going on in this house? We don't talk about it. The more attention you show it, the more it will happen. Mm-hmm. Must be nice to have that. Just ignore it and it goes away. <laughs> <laughs> it is. And we discussed the antenna thing before. Lena has cable TV. She's constantly plugged in. Whether she discusses it or not, it doesn't matter because it's going to happen the same regardless. So we have a different opinion about it. She doesn't buy into my whole, just ignore it, it'll go away. I have activity all the time. So it's just normal. But it's... <laughs> So sometimes it's a lot. Anyway, uh, does anyone know about- <laughs> House of Haunters, if you're wondering why we're all losing our shit, it's because there's a cute little voice in the background. We all have lives and we all know we're taking care of our loved ones as they're homeschooled. Um, luckily for me, 12 is downstairs. So he's a little out of it. If you hear it in the background, just consider bonus content. She refuses to go in a room. Her her bookshelf is a mess, which she has made it, by the way, a mess. If that's the only thing that's a mess, and that's the only thing you'd see besides her bearded dragon steak, which it looks like a bearded dragon steak. That's what she's embarrassed of. So she won't go to her room for those reasons. I don't get it. Stuff's always happening. So whether it's big or not, we always have some type of activity. Might be just someone tugging at your shirt while you're doing dishes or poking your back while you're sitting on the couch to dropping stuff and breaking stuff, making lots of noise. So it's just constant. It's not more or less since talking about it. Well, I know that if I ignore it, it goes away. And it usually worked for me. Um, Up until recently, I started discussing openly what my plans were about this podcast. And in doing so, I've noticed that things around here have been different. Mm -hmm. We've discussed me waking up every night about three o'clock roughly you hearing things um we're smelling the cigar smoke more often randomly and nobody smokes here i I smell it every now and again and it goes away i didn't tell you that i got touched one night Mm -hmm. to the point where it woke me up because i was kind of like half asleep half not you know that lucid dream you have Mm -hmm. and then i felt i felt someone touch me and it was a grab but things like that have been going on. You've told me a couple things that have been happening around here too. Mm-hmm. So one day I woke up and checked the uh, the cameras. It takes a lot for something to set off our motion cameras. Like you have like a, a bug wouldn't do it, a fly wouldn't do it. It has to be something walking through the frame in order to set that camera off. So that or well that anomaly that you see for the fifteen seconds on the Instagram post, the social media post rather, is what that is. Something set off my motion camera for my living room. And that's what popped up. As always, people can say, oh, that's dust. Other people have made more colorful comments, but it's, uh, I get it. You know, you can see dust. You, you, sometimes you do see dust. I'm not saying what it is and what it isn't. That's for everybody else to decide. What I'm saying is that what I've captured was based on movement and there is nothing moving through the frame at that time. No person. Or no no person. No dog. Right. No dog. Because we, we do have two dogs. And they mm-hmm. set off the cameras. Yeah. But no dog downstairs. Nobody walking through. It was just an alert. This is what happened. 
Okay, so personally, I have been just looking at the cameras when I'm at work. Sometimes I check the camera to see who's at the house or what are you guys doing or if Evan... You spying on me? That sounds yeah. like what it is. Looking through the house to see if uh, if if the little one's, you know, by she himself or being deny that. picked on. You know, I'll see something. So then I'll start recording. And it's happened a couple times where I've seen little silhouettes of little round orbs, you know, or sometimes when I'm just looking downstairs looking through the cameras at night. If I hear like a sound, I'm looking to see if the dogs are downstairs or if the kids are walking around the house and mm-hmm. I'll see a little something. So I'll start recording and then sometimes I'll get something. Sometimes I don't never to that vivid of a picture though, of what you caught that day. And it's never, I've never seen it set off by itself. Yeah. That's like, that's not a capture of mine. That's just, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's the, that's that the was, camera alone capturing right. it. Right. It was an alert that something moved and it recorded for a few seconds. I've not ever seen that on our system. Yeah. If you ever see Angelina Jolie walking around, that's just Mr. and Mrs. Smith oh accidentally fed into the footage. Just want to put that out there. Whatever. Lena, what are your thoughts on the whole orb thing? And then I'll get to how I feel about it. I am not a big believer on the orb thing because of dust and the way... There's so many different air movements in a house, the airflow, not really seeing anything that makes me a believer. So when Chris sent me this, I immediately went, went it's fucking dust. Come on. The fuck are you sending me? Like, ah, I'm going to have to tell him you're a dumbass. And then I actually looked at it and I was like, oh, fuck. What the fuck? Because how perfect of circles they are in the way they are. But if you see it, you're seeing perfectly round light with opaque mm-hmm. middle, which that, a dust doesn't do that. And so that is what tripped me out. So I had to watch it a couple of times. And if you look, there's more than one, two, three. There's a handful of perfect circles. Right. And, and if you could say, oh, it's a light, but there's no light. The camera is meant to be showing night vision. Mm-hmm. So you're not seeing light there's no light reflectant there's nothing to reflect the light to make it do that what it's doing and the moments it's moving too and i'm on the same page with you as far as orbs go i mean don't get me wrong when i watch certain shows that have orbs i love watching it because i like the entertainment value it looks cool yeah it looks cool it's like oh man that 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 could be this or that could be that you, you know you believe what you want to believe lena and i are not ones you know whatever paranormal story we hear we're going to automatically oh that's 100 real it's it all feeds to the entertainment of it there are things lena and i outright disagree on which is fine there are stuff that uh tish and i throughout the years have outright just disagree on and the only thing i'll say about the video is this is it dust possibly my only concern was or my only curiosity it was captured by something setting off the motion mm-hmm. sensor. That was my thing. That's why I sent it to Lena. It was like something set off the motion capture and this is what it was. You know, regardless of what it is, we've never had anything accidentally set off motion capture. Right. There's always a dog there or, you know, sometimes you flick the lights on and off. And like you were saying, it's set to it's set to night vision. So whatever small light might be around, that's why it looks like it's all the lights are on. But yeah. if there's a night light on, motion capture, that light looks like it's illuminating the room. At the end of the day, how's it honors? It's all your decision, however you feel about it. But yeah. that's where that video comes from. That is my house. That is late at night. That is my motion capture going off. And that is what you get. Mm-hmm. I do have another motion capture video from the garage. That oh, you I, do? 
Yeah, that I, well, you've seen it. Remember a long time ago, like when we first got the system and the garage was all messy and we didn't, oh, yeah, yeah, we I just kind of threw everything in there when we first moved in. And I believe that was the first one when Lena and I started talking about paranormal stuff. That was the first video I sent her. I'm like, hey, check this out. And that was also captured by motion. And this was when I was sure if Chris was fucking with me and believing in the paranormal. <laughs> and I was like, he fucking with me just to try to make fun of me later. Like, I don't know. Yes and no. I do believe <laughs> in it, but it's all ammo for me to fuck with you. But that just means that, you know, we're friends. <laughs> But it's true, though. Whenever you talk about the paranormal with someone, you want to say, okay, do you really believe what I believe or are you just like fucking with me? And I'll tell you, House of Honors out there, whatever story you have, whatever you want to bring to us, it is your story. Unbelievable as it may seem to some, it's based on your belief. So this is a place where you can come and say, hey, I married a pirate ghost. And it's fine. You know, we're not here to judge you. We're in no position to judge. So this is a place you can come and bring your stories and let us know what's going on. My question is, House of Honors, do you want to see the video from my messy garage? Maybe I'll put it to a vote. Put it to a vote. We'll see. We'll see who uh, who participates. I want to know more about this being woken up by someone touching you. Okay, we can discuss that. You can bring that lower to you if you want. See where that second bend is right there? Mm-hmm. You can bend it towards you down. Tart. That's what she said. That's what she said. Oh my God. Yeah, beach to it. Now pull <laughs> it. Now, now pull it towards your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid ass. <laughs> You're so dumb. <clears throat> if you get mad at me, you got to get mad at both of us. That's all I'm saying. You got mad at me. <laughs> this ghost woke you up, touching you. Like now, I'm like, did we do this whole Ghostbuster thing here? No, it didn't get that far. Define Ghostbuster thing. Do you mean exactly how it happened to Dan Aykroyd, or are you just in that general Within region, general area, or of all right. context? All right. Well, I, I, I was hoping to spare the house at Haunters this information, but yeah, it was there. You can leave this out. I'm still, I have questions whether you put it in or not. I'm, I'm, really not, I'm not one to dodge a question. It's a good question. So we're going to get the doll and we're going to say, Chris, <laughs> where did the ghost touch you? And it was right exactly where your dirty minds are thinking. It was a definite grab. Okay. Was it an aggressive grab or was it a, yeah, kind of grab? It was caressing grab, or was it like give it to me now kind of grab? Okay. <laughs> or wake up. I guess this is a better way of describing it. You ever go by your significant other and give them a grab? You know, Playful. Like a little, yeah, yeah. You know, okay. Because my first reaction was it was you. And then I realized that, no, you were on the other side of the bed. You know, so that, that wasn't it. And it was startling and enough to wake me up. You know, not that I was in a deep sleep. But I know that it wasn't part of a dream because of how I was positioned on the bed. And I know it wasn't you because of where you were. Considering everything that's happened, the waking up, the things on the stairs that I hear, um, the whistling, the hitting back of my head. These are different things that have been happening to me here since I started talking about it. And I guess my little experiment is now that I've told you about this, will it happen more? But I don't want it to because we still have a 12-year-old. Not really easily scared, but... Just don't don't want things to, to go on that he has to like report to me. Mm-hmm. And that's that's my only my only drawback from all this, or else I'd have the Ouija board right here trying to contact it. Do you believe that the same thing that's grabbed you is the same one who is whistling or hits you in the back of the head? No. No. The whistle, and I know this is kind of strange, but the whistle kind of reminds me of my pop. That's kind of what he would do. It was the same kind of tune almost. And the hit like, hey, dummy, wake up. And the, I wasn't really thinking about him at all when these things happened. The, 
The whistle was about a week ago. It was at night and it wasn't very loud. Loud enough for me to hear it, but just enough for me to ignore it. And this was about anywhere between two to three in the morning. And it's always about that time. Okay. And so the grabbing. Yeah, it definitely was my dad. I would hope not. Yeah, I know, right? I don't want to make any kind of guesses as to why that happened. I definitely don't want it to happen again. You have your dad there or something that feels like your dad or resembles your dad. Has this other thing, the one that's grabbed you, have you sensed that anywhere else? In a way, yes, because I feel like whatever that was is what's bothering you, Tish. Mm-hmm. I feel it kind of coincides with with what's, I guess, for lack of a better term, been harassing you. Mm-hmm. Something's harass- been harassing Tish. Is it aggressive towards Tish? Yes. One night I was laying in the bed and I had my back to Chris and he was watching TV. I was just about to fall asleep and I felt... Well, at the time, I thought it was Chris. So I thought I felt him like smack my shoulder. And he'd go, what? And he was like, oh, I I didn't mean to. And I was like, oh. And I didn't think anything of it because I thought he accidentally smacked me. Maybe he was trying to grab the blanket by accident. And he didn't tell me until I don't remember how long after that he didn't touch me, but he saw me move. He thought I was just like jerking in my sleep, but didn't realize afterwards that that something like pushed me, but just like a, hey, wake up. That kind of thing. Because I feel like when I almost fell down the stairs and I hurt myself that morning, I felt like I got nudged. I did twist my ankle pretty bad and I sprained it. Yeah. That's when you got the weird-ass pata. Yeah. Curious for Chris. He had to lighten the mood. <laughs> it was going down from the top. Got a weird-ass pata. Stop it. You got hurt. Had to drop. Got the weird-ass pata. Oh, God. Tried to walk, said no stop. That's a weird-ass bata. He thinks he's funny. I'm just kidding. You know, somebody out there likes it. There are people in Australia who like it. Thanks for the one person in Australia. <sighs> Any more questions? You know, I have to lighten the mood. That's all I'm saying. I have to lighten the mood because I don't want to deal with this shit. Chris doesn't want me to go down that rabbit hole, which I've been dying to do. I, I mean, we could. I don't have a problem with it. 12 is my only thing. I don't know what's going to happen with him. Tisha's giving me a smile, but she's got contempt in her eyes. Yes. I don't mind. You're hot when you're angry. I like this because this is like the only time I get to direct her. Because I don't be listening. What? Wow, you guys have a lot of stuff happening at your house. I'm going to make it stop. I'm going to buy some sage. I'm going to buy some. Do they have sage at Walmart? Who sells sage? An Arm & Hammer version of sage? No. It's not like Satan. Does Pine Saw make a sage? No, no. We'll, we'll get on that. We'll find the sage. We'll find the Mr. Clean sage and Mr. Clean sage our whole house. And then we'll be done. And it'll all be over with. And I won't have anybody trying to grab my parts in the middle of the night. Sure you won't. Well. I mean, besides your lovely. If, <laughs> if I'm lucky. Honey, thank you very much for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. It's always a pleasure. Well, thanks for having me, guys. I'm contractually bound to have her on as a guest. <laughs> she's a great guest. That's why we want her back on again. Well, she's coming back. Thank you very much. I'll be seeing you around. Bye, guys. Thank you so much, Tish, for letting us hear your lovely voice today. Well, House of Honors, this week you got a little more information as to what's going on here. But I'm all out of stories. As am I. So, Lena, what is next week's topic? That is a great question. If upper management would finally send me an email, I would know. Oh, don't hold your breath. I hear they're backed up right now. I've been trying to get the CFO to um, hire an assistant, but it's not going well. Maybe you need to petition for that on our social media. (laughs) How's it haunting? It needs needs an assistant. I feel like the CFO is... uh, Giving you lovely stares from her end. I got a couple. 
I got a couple. You can feel them. And the House at Haunters will have to find out the next time they come back. If you have any stories, where can they find us, Lena? They can find us on our social media, Instagram or Twitter at House at Haunting or... Send us an email, houseathaunting at gmail.com. Because what do we want to ask them? How's it haunting? This time around, I didn't say anything dumb, so... Challenge accepted. <laughs>